0: Saturday, December the 3rd, two days ago, an EF-3 tornado north of Nashville killed six, injured many more, and left a path of destruction of around 40 miles. Over 80,000 were left without power. And even though tornadoes are not as common in December as they are in the spring, they do happen. Tornadoes can be incredibly destructive and can pose a very serious threat to life and to property, and it's critical that we have a plan in place and be prepared to act quickly when tornado warnings are issued. So we want to review today our safety plan for tornadoes, and if we are missing something, we can get ready before the spring season. So stay with us. As we talk about the Tennessee tornadoes and staying prepared in case we are in the path. Welcome to Practical Prepping. Today is December the 11th, 2023, and this is episode number 440. This is the prepping podcast with no bunkers, no zombies, and no alien invasions. Just Practical Prepping, where we believe that stuff happens, so we need to stay prepared, and we're here to help you get prepared. I'm Mark, and as I said, today we'll be talking about the Tennessee tornadoes and staying prepared in case we are in the path of the tornado. If you would like the expanded notes for this episode, go to practicalprepping.info forward slash 440. And if you aren't receiving the Practical Prepping newsletter, go to practicalprepping.info, click on the free PDF, and you'll receive the free Getting Started in Prepping PDF, and you'll be added to the newsletter. And we want to take a moment to say Merry Christmas to our Christian friends, and Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends. And by the way, we should keep the people of Israel and the people of Gaza in our prayers. Innocent people are losing their lives in that war, and that should make all of our hearts heavy. So that's our prayer is for peace in the region this year. Now, let's talk about some of the things that we need to do before a tornado, and this can be anything from months before the tornado to the minute before the tornado. One, we need to stay informed. We need to know the difference between a watch and a warning. Watch means that the conditions are right for a tornado, and a warning is is that there is a tornado that has been spotted or indicated on radar. Now, I heard Krista describe the difference between a watch and a warning one day, and she was using the ingredients of a cake. And she said, a watch, the ingredients are on the counter ready to make a cake, but a warning is that The cake is in the oven. So a watch, conditions are right, and a warning, there is a tornado. Now, in staying informed, we want to check the weather daily to at least have an idea of what to expect. Now, we were traveling on Saturday to a family get-together for Christmas, and we knew that there would be the probability of severe storms coming through our area. So we kept checking during the day to stay updated and informed on what we might expect. And before we started back home there were watches in place and there were some warnings also in place. Now you want to have multiple ways to receive warnings. A NOAA NOAA weather radio That is an awesome piece of equipment. We believe it's one of the three things that you absolutely must have in your house. That's a NOAA weather radio, a fire extinguisher, and a smoke detector. But that NOAA weather radio will go off during the middle of the night if there is a warning, and it will wake you up. Now, you can also receive warnings by monitoring local news. Most of the television stations now, at least around here, when it goes to a severe thunderstorm, they break in and they go wall-to-wall news. And what they're able to do is to give you some heads up on where that storm is going to tell you when new warnings come out or if a tornado warning comes out. So monitoring that local news is a real good way to get that warning. You can also use weather apps or alerts. There are all kinds of apps that will send you a notification when there are warnings or watches that come out. We also want to have a tornado emergency plan. First thing is to designate a safe room in your home. Now this could be a basement, it could be an interior room on the lowest floor without windows, might be a bathroom or a closet. Now Krista and I do not have a basement, so the safest room that we actually have is a closet in our hall. So that's designated in the case of a warning, we put the cats in the carrier and we all get in the closet. But one of the things that we want to have is an emergency kit for that room. It needs to be in that room. That could be where you could be trapped if your house is hit by that tornado. So you want to have some water in there. You want to have some non-perishable food or at least snack like power bars or granola bars or something like that. If you're trapped in there, it could take a while before you're able to be gotten out, largely because of the size of the area that may be impacted. You want to have some flashlights and batteries in there. You want to have some first aid supplies and medication. Now, we're going to talk about a first aid kit very detailed in just a minute. Probably a good idea to have your important documents or copies of those documents in there with you in a battery operated radio. You also want to have a helmet for each person. I've actually gone in and I have found several nice helmets that are not expensive, and I put those on the featured items on the website. So just go to practicalprepping.info and click on featured items. And what I'm using to put on there, now there are much more expensive helmets that you can get. But these are skateboard helmets. I personally like them more than I do a bike helmet. This type of helmet is used a lot of times by rock climbers or by people going into caves. But we want to be able to protect our head if we are the victim of a tornado. So get in there and put that on. But if you don't have a helmet, now is the time to go ahead and get one. Have a whistle in there, and that's in case you're trapped in the rubble. You may not be able to call out loudly over a long period of time. You'd get hoarse, but this is something that you can blow on that whistle from time to time, or you can blow on that whistle when you hear voices that are coming to try to rescue or. See if there is anyone there that might need help. A ham radio is good if you have one and know how to use it, which is why we advocate for getting the license for the ham radio, but it's a good thing to have in there. Now, I mentioned first aid. We want to build a first aid kit for that room. Now we've done some things on first aid kits recently and actually episode number 423 is all about first aid kits. You can find the notes for that at practicalprepping.info forward slash 423 and you can also click right there as well and listen to that episode. We have an article on the articles page on the website and it's 70 items that you may want to consider for your first aid kit. Many of these would be very handy in there. What we're building here is more than just the normal first aid kit that we usually have at home. And here's the reason. EMS may be delayed. You may need to be your own first responder. EMS can be overloaded or the roads can be blocked for them trying to get in. If you or someone in there with you has a more serious injury, you may need to be treating that injury long before EMS gets to you. And this kit is designed for those more serious injuries. You want to have bandages in there. You want to have some rolled gauze in there. You might even want to have some hemostatic agents, that blood clotting agents Bleed stop is one, quick clot is another. Both of those are on the featured items page. If you don't know where else to get those, that would stop serious bleeding. Now, I would put a tourniquet in there as well and know how to use it. We have seen some amputations during tornadoes, and that tourniquet might be the lifesaver. Also want to have some material for splinting in there or even making a sling. So the roll gauze, Israeli bandages, heavier bandages. You may not really be looking at injuries that could be treated with Band-Aids. You may need much more serious bandaging. So build a kit, put it in that room. Doesn't have to be large. But it needs to be there in case you are injured and trapped. And it would be good to have some material for splinting or for building that sling. And you can buy commercial splints that are very light aluminum and they're rubber covered or foam covered and you can bend them any way that you needed to. Or you can use some short pieces of wood anywhere from 18 inches on out to about three feet would probably be good to have in there for splinting. One thing that we keep here, and I think that all of us should do that, Mm -hmm. especially if we're homeowners, is store some repair materials in case your home is damaged but repairable. And I'm thinking here like a tarp, have a hammer and some nails, have some one by two wood strips for putting the tarp on maybe have some plastic sheeting for the windows and have a ladder to be able to get access to the roof. Not all of us can get on a roof anymore. Some of us may have some physical limitations and if you do have a physical limitation, don't go up that ladder and get on that roof, but rather you will have the materials there in case someone like a neighbor or with a church comes along, and you'll have those supplies there for them to be able to assist you. And you may be well capable of doing that. You just have to be the judge of that. Now, during a tornado watch, we want to stay alert. As we talked about earlier being aware of the weather conditions and check up on those weather updates and be ready to move to a shelter if a warning is issued. And we want to know if supercells are forming. Generally, the tornadoes will come out of those supercells, but they may come out of a garden variety thunderstorm as well. Realize that during a thunderstorm, a spin-up tornado can form before a warning can be issued. So this is where you really need to be paying attention during the time of the storms. But now, when that tornado warning comes out, take shelter immediately. Go to that designated safe room or to the lowest level of your home away from windows and doors. Now, if you're in a mobile home, listen to me carefully. Evacuate to a designated storm shelter or to a nearby sturdy building. You must not stay in a mobile home or in a camper during a tornado. If it hits that mobile home or that camper, the odds are very, very high that you will be killed or at least seriously injured. Now, while we're in there, we wanna protect our head and our neck. And you can cover your head and neck with your arms to protect it against flying debris. But this is where you want to have that helmet, such as a bicycle helmet, motorcycle helmet, hard hat, bump cap, if nothing else. But you need that additional protection on your head. While you're in there, you want to stay informed as well. Continue to listen to the weather radio, to the local news, or even a reliable weather app for updates on the tornado's location and its intensity. I've watched several tornadoes coverage by going to the television station's website and getting the live feed for that weather broadcast right then. And so we've been able to use our cell phones to stay up on that. Now, if you're outside or in a vehicle, don't try to outrun a tornado in a vehicle. Find a sturdy building or a shelter immediately One great shelter that you can use in most of the time, if the tornado is coming, they'll allow you to do this, and that's a walk-in cooler at a convenience store. That thing's pretty well protected. And so if you're in a vehicle, if you can get off the road and find something like that convenience store and ask them if you can shelter there, and they'll probably shelter with you as well. But now if you're caught outside and no shelter is available, don't stay in the car. Lie flat in a low-lying area and cover your head with your hands and your arms. Don't try to hide under an interstate bridge. Don't try to hide under any type of bridge because the Venturi effect, that wind coming in and going under that bridge, will increase in intensity greatly. And you put yourself in harm's way by being under that bridge. Now, after a tornado, if you are struck by the tornado, you come out, watch for hazards. Be cautious of hazards such as down power lines or debris or damaged buildings. There's a lot of roofing nails that get scattered about. Power lines get pulled away from houses or even pulled away from poles, and those things are not always dead when they are laying there on the ground. So be very cautious of those. Obviously, check for injuries. Check yourself and others, and check your neighbors if that neighborhood is hit, and administer first aid as it's needed. Take that kit with you when you leave the shelter, And call for emergency medical assistance if that is required, but realize it may be a while, so be prepared to be your own first responder. Then assess the damage to your house and your surroundings and be careful of weakened structures. Uh, A house that's been hit may not be secure enough for you to be able to enter it. You may have some weakened structures that could fall. But you also want to continue to listen for weather updates, for information on additional storms or emergency instructions. I go back to the April 27th of 2011 tornado where 252 people were killed in Alabama. We had two waves come through, one very early in the morning and the second one late in the afternoon and the night. Well, In between, the day turned off to be an absolutely beautiful day, and people were coming out running around trying to recover from this tornado, and we kept saying, it's time to hunker down. We're going to have a bigger line come through in just a little while, and some of the folks that were trying to clean up the debris in their house and things like that, they were caught unaware. They did not realize that that second storm system was coming. So have those repair items on hand. You may not be able to get them at the home repair store after the storm. So have some of those items on hand. Have a well-thought-out plan. Stay informed. Practice tornado drills, especially with children. Have them go into that safe room. Have them put on their helmet and make it a fun thing for them to do. They are well aware of tornado drills because they practice that at school. And then be ready to take immediate action when the tornado warnings are issued. These things can significantly increase our safety during tornado events. Now, today's cup of coffee comes from Rhonda and Mighty Maximilian Barks-A-Lot. Rhonda, we really do appreciate it. Now, if you receive value from the podcast, would you help us by giving back a little? First, you can buy us a cup of coffee. Second, you can start your Amazon shopping from our website. It costs you nothing extra, but it pays us a small commission on qualifying purchases. And you'll find the links to both at practicalprepping.info and... Both of those do help us out tremendously, and we appreciate your support. As Krista always says, stuff happens, stay prepared, and we'll see you next time.